They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Talking all right, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It is the best friends back in the saddle, Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host this evening. Act two to fly, Eric Trembicki, my best friend, ATM, Aaron, Lowdown. Hey, oh, he, he is all over the place these days. The names are in full <laughs> pledge. And it's Mania Week and the European titles in the back. It is. I'm, I'm not sure if they can see it, but I'm trying to get a little more creative over here. Crazy. I can. I'm loving it. My, uh, the longest reigning European champions of any time. My SIGs start to fade. My Matt Sig on there is starting to fade, so I might have to get another one. The X-Pac wow. one is still good, but the Matt, that's starting to fade. Took the words out of my mouth because I was literally about to ask, did you, um, I was about to ask if you got Matt to sign it. Because I remember you having an X-Pac sign it, but I wasn't sure if you had Matt signed it. Yeah, yeah, Matt signed it at my first house of hardcore when I was full character with him. You probably don't remember that picture, but I was in full character. You had a fitted on. Yes. I remember that picture. Okay. I remember that. Um... Your IC title signed too, right? Yeah. Right, multiple. Uh, Cody and Ziggler? Cody, Ziggler, and Christian. True. What a mark. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. There's there's, there's some people you got fan of, uh, of that I think we, we forget often. You did probably really? Christian. Yeah, oh. I, love, I love Christian. That was skinny love with him. It was. <laughs> it really was. I remember that thing too. Oh, yeah. Is that black tea or gray tea? Uh, what? The madness tea? The picture, yeah. It was black. Black tea. Good times, good times. All right, well, for everyone listening, while we're pandering about signatures or championship belts, um, today, main topic is WrestleMania week. We're going to preview this show, two shows. So, uh, you know, get a cold beverage, sip it down, listen as we predict it. And then obviously later on in the show, we're going to pay some homage. <laughs> but we're going to get right into night one. We got New Day, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods challenging Sheamus and Ridge Holland. I don't think this is something most people are sinking a lot of teeth into, but they got to get some revenge for their fallen brother at the moment. Your prediction in this match, my friend. New Day? Day of New is my prediction as well. I think it's only the right way to go. Uh, we also have Edge versus AJ Styles, probably one of the top most exciting matches that everyone's looking forward to for the whole weekend. What's your prediction on this? Uh, I've been back and forth with this, but I think AJ's going to win the first the first match because I like I thought Edge cut an amazing promo. Uh, as you guys can see, I'm a mark for the pay per view posters, so I'm sure you've seen them floating around social media. Edge basically recreated the Judgment Day '09 poster. From that promo, it's literally spot on in the same room and the suit and everything like that. So it's spot on. So I marked out for that a little bit. But I thought he did a great promo talking about basically saying we need each other. Like I needed you to bring, to take you out of mediocrity and I needed you to take me to that next level. But I thought this feud's actually been really good. But I think I'm going to go with AJ for this first one because Edge is, Edge is this is to get so AJ back on this. to go to a series. Yeah, I think Edge is going, AJ's going to take this first one. It'll return to a series, but AJ needs this one the most because, like Edge said in this promo, to bring him out of mediocrity, which AJ has been, and that's what I've been talking about for the last couple of years. AJ, he hasn't been at main event level. He's been the IC champ, the, U, um, the IC champ, and the tag champ in the last couple of years, but that's not what we, what we grew accustomed to with AJ Styles in WWE. So this is AJ getting sure. back out of mediocrity. So I'm going to go with AJ to win this first match. 
Okay. I'm following suit with you on prediction. I, uh, you know, I think Edge is different, and I think he, um, you know, he mentioned something about people like Shawn Michaels giving him giving him that rub in the early mid 2000s. And Shawn Michaels, as great as he is, and as fond as people remember his second run, he really did put over a lot of people. So I really think Edge is going to be doing the same thing. I think, you know, I'm sure we're going to get a series. I'm sure Edge will get a win. But I think at this WrestleMania, I think AJ gets the win. So moving on from there, we have another, uh, you know, third match in a row, non-title. We got Happy Corbin versus <laughs> Drew McIntyre, which everyone's got to know. Happy Corbin has not lost a single match since becoming happy. <laughs> I- I'm mad they made him happy because the- him being poor, being poor was amazing. They didn't focus enough on that. It was so good in the summer, over the last summer. It was amazing. Stealing Billy's money in the bank. He he wore the same raggedy shirt. He didn't get a haircut, so you can see how he's actually balding. So it was, it was perfect. The no but, haircut um, was rough. Yeah, it was. But McIntyre, well, you said Happy Corbin hasn't lost since he's become happy. And, um, Drew McIntyre has been on his on his case for a long time, and they actually drew, drew this out for longer than you would think. This has been going on since December, and they had um, he had the match with um, Mad Cat Moss at, at day one ish. So. I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre. He finally gets Happy Corbin his comeuppance. Okay. Uh, you know, why Why stop the streak now? I'm going to go with <laughs> you again. Drew McIntyre, I think he's going to get the win over Happy Corbin. Um, it's great. You know, he's going on almost a year of being happy. Or was it? It was um, 2021 where he got his happiness. Or was it 2022? It was, no, I mean 2020? or It was 2021. It was last summer. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, Happy Corbin, uh, I'm, you know, it, it's still not going to sound bad. He lost one match to a former two-time WWE champion. Um, he's going to have something to be a little sad about, but Happy Corbin takes the loss to Drew McIntyre. This one. So we also got night one. We got the tag match everybody's looking forward to. We have the Hollywood duo of The Miz and Logan Paul <laughs> versus father and son duo Dominic and Rey Mysterio. I'm interested about uh, this I'm going to take this first. I am too. I want to see how Logan actually does in the ring. Um, you know, typical heel stuff. He's somebody that is easy to hate. So there, are, people are going to want to see this match because they're either a big fan of him or they actually want to see him, you know, get his ass kicked. Um, Rey Mysterio, it's really crazy. I, I do think Rey Mysterio is almost one of those things that, People, because he's in these lower card storylines, we really forget how good Ray is. And, you know, it's crazy that we get as many matches out of him we do in his age and as long as his career's been that we're still getting to this day. Unfortunately, I see the Mysterios taking a loss and there being some frustration, but I do see the Hollywood duo getting the win for the tag match. Now, um, which Paul, is, is this the Paul that's always in those boxing matches? So this is... I, I believe he's lost uh, matches, but this is the older brother. Jake is, is the one who's had more matches. Okay, okay. But, uh, okay, because I was curious which one it was. But I think the Mysterios do win, but, you know, they always got to get the celebrity going out on top. So I think Jake uh, – which which one is wrestling? Logan Paul? Is Logan. Logan. Okay. Logan so I think Logan – I think Miz eats the pen, and Logan takes his frustration out on Miz, and he'll kind of get his hand raised by the Mysterios because – the celebrity always usually goes over in these situations, and you gotta give them a okay. shining moment. But he won't be no bad bunny. 
And we have, we have, we have reveals, to, we, have, we have reveals today. I'm very upset we didn't get a bad bunny. I might throw my whole laptop while we're recording <laughs> this, but it's crazy. This is a uh, fourth match and this, it ends the streak. Let's see what happens when I give my prediction first. <laughs> so we got all right, I believe there's oh man, there's still a ton on here. So let's get into a couple championship matches. First, we also got SmackDown tag titles. The Usos, who are now the longest reigning SmackDown tag champions. So over the past six years, or in SmackDown, the SmackDown Live brand, the Usos have held the titles the longest. They're defending it against Shinsuke Nakamura and the Rockstar Rick Boogs. Wait, did I say Rockstar? Was, was Shinsuke called the Rockstar at one point? Oh, God, what the hell did they call him? I think they did. I think you're right. Man, I, and I swear, I didn't even set that line up. But so, something like he... It was something like that. Oh, my God. No, no, it was the artist. Uh, even worse. It was the artist, but you might be right about the Rockstar thing, but I know it was the artist. Well, I'm going to rock out and give him a prediction first. Rick Boogs has been doing great out there with Shinsuke. I think they want to give him the rub and put some, put some hardware on him. Unfortunately, I see the bloodline drop in the belt still. Really? Uh, my gut, obviously, I'm a fan of the Usos. They're the greatest tag team WWE has on the whole brand. Um, shout out to the New Day, but still, or between all brands, the Usos, they're it. I, I hope they drop a 1D and get the pin, but my gut tells me uh, Shinsuke and Rick Boogs get the W. I'm shocked you even know who Rick Boogs was. <laughs> Uh, I'm mad I know who <laughs> I'm going with the Usos though. Okay, okay. Now, keeping it uh, title heavy. Rumored to be the main event. Again, we got, we got two more segments for night one, but I'm going right to be what might end the show. It's going to be the Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch. Whoa, 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 I'm sorry. I, I There's a few matches. My apologies. We got both women's titles. First off, we're going to go with the Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. I actually think that opens the show. You think it opens the show? I, I think okay. I, I think that opens the show, and I think Ronda and um, Charlotte are semi-main, and Owens and Austin end the show. So, okay. so um, technically, with the way the storylines are going, the Raw Women's Title should be the one closing it. If if one of these, or be the latter. Um, I love Bianca cutting Becky's hair on Raw. Uh, I'm going with Bianca getting the win and becoming the new Raw, uh, new Raw Women's Championship. Yeah, new th- Raw Women's Champion. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. They did a great job, kind of like drifting them apart as long as they did, and still kind of like having them be able to come back to each other. As I said, Becky defeat, she defended against Dewdrop, Liv Morgan, and um, she had a thing with Charlotte going into Survivor Series, so they were kind of apart long enough for you to kind of remove yourself from what happened at SummerSlam and post SummerSlam. So I'm gonna agree with Bianca Belair as well. I think she's gonna get her moment again in WrestleMania. But I do think she opens the show and sets this tone for the show. Awesome. Yep. So I think, you know, once we get championships back in the line and we get away from tag division, now we're going back on our predictions online. I'm going with the SmackDown Women's Championship. Up next, we got Charlotte Fair defending against the returning Ronda Rousey. Believe Ronda's first singles match since returning? Yes. I'm almost positive. Um... Can't imagine she hasn't. Uh, I, you know, I guess she's one and one at the greatest show of the year. Uh, 
I'm going with Ronda winning her first SmackDown Women's Championship. Yeah, I'm going with Ronda as well because they keep teasing that she's been training with Shayna Baszler and Kurt Angle with the ankle lock. And I think she finally actually gets Charlotte to tap out because Charlotte has got the upper hand on Ronda um, in, the most, in the most recent weeks. So I'm, I am going to go with Ronda Rousey to win the SmackDown Women's title. And I'm curious to see what they're going to do with those since they're unifying the Universal and World titles. So I'm not sure how long they'll wait it out to, but I can at least see SummerSlam that we get the the Becky and Ronda showdown that we didn't get for WrestleMania. But I'm, I am going to go with Ronda to win the women's title from Charlotte. Okay. Um, so two other hot things for night one. We have Seth Rollins versus to be announced by Mr. McMahon. <laughs> you want to have fun with this first? Uh, <laughs> when I tell you, <laughs> we all can say it's Cody. We can all say it's 99.9% Cody. But that little 0.1%, if it end up to be Gable Steveson or uh, Shane McMahon, you know I love I love the internet sometimes when they when the internet when the internet cries, and I cannot tell you how happy I would be to see everybody cry, but I do believe it's Cody, and an important thing about it being Cody now, especially waiting so long, because we didn't hit on this, the presentation for Cody is key. It has to be the same. It, you, he cannot come out to Smoke and Mirrors. He has to come out oh, to yeah. uh, uh, his current theme song, his AEW song. He has to come out to that. Um, Kingdom. Sure. He has to come out to Kingdom. He has to keep the same presentation, the same look. Um, this, even the American Nightmare. Like that. Yeah, get rid of that. But he, he but he, he has to, have to come out to be introduced as the American Nightmare. So the presentation for Cody is key in his return. But we all have to, have to say it as soon as Cody. And this is the actual moment that Cody's actually looking for because in AEW we talked about him trying to like kind of find his spot on the card this spot is perfect for him so I believe it's Cody and I believe Cody will win this match and I'm curious to see where it goes if Cody ended up being heel because Cody works best as a heel not his face because what made me love Cody even more was his heel running um, ROH in New Japan with the Bullet Club when he first came in and that's when that that's when Brandy him and Brandy were beloved and that's when Brandy shot. I'm not sure. We don't think. I don't think Brandy's coming in with him. But I think that's when Cody's best raw. I hope he comes in and is, comes in as a heel. So I'm gonna go with Cody to, to beat Seth Rollins. Now, unlike unlike him on Wednesday night in 2022, when he shows up babyface or heel, he's gonna be beloved. He's gonna get cheered. Oh, we know he's gonna get cheered. Because I said this. I, I, I want a replay of Mania 34. I want Rollins out there, and I want to hear the guitar get strong, and I want to hear Elias come out, just like seeing that guy. <laughs> I think a lot. Well, uh, yeah, I guess Elias gets the job right out. Um, it really, really, what it does have to be, we have to get someone out there, and we have to get played. Um, I love the idea, and it's a great troll meme. But I love the idea of Shane comes out, Shane's in gear, Shane's. WWE royalty. Yeah, like the Hardys. His son. The, the prodigal son. But, they, but, and they go, and if they, if you're saying the exact same presentation, Shane's out there, the bell's about the ring, there's more than one, uh, you know, royal, royal family in pro wrestling. Boom. And, and you get Cody come out, it'd be perfect. But, I'm going with, you know, let's get teased, let's get the rug pulled out from uh, underneath us, let's get someone out there, and then, um, 
Let's get Cody in the ring and let's have Cody go over. <laughs> Can you imagine Vince hearing that? He's like, what are you talking about? More than one. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> That's the McMahon's, damn it. <laughs> yeah. So, aside from that, what may end the show, KO, the KO show. Kevin Owens with his guest, <laughs> Texas Rattlesnake. Stone Cold Steve Austin. What does this become? What it, ha- what it has become or what is it going to become? What is it going to become? What oh, it's going to it's gonna turn into a match. Talk, it's, gonna... it's going to turn into a match. Okay. And like, like like I talked about a few weeks ago, you, you said the over-under was six minutes. Well, we set the over-under for six minutes. I think it'll be under six minutes. Because I just, okay. think, I just think that Owens will probably get a cheap... Like, they'll be talking. Austin will challenge him to a match. Or vice versa. And then Owens will get a start. He'll get he'll start the match with a cheap shot, and then he'll throw Austin to the ropes. Then Luthez press Austin to the Luthez press, and then we, we just see him do the the what kicks. Austin and Trunks. That that that's why I that's why I don't know because I don't know if he's gonna wear Trunks under them tight ass jeans he wears. But I'm curious. But I like I said, Owens is going to cheap shot him, throw him to the ropes. Austin gonna come out with Luthez press, throw him to the corner, give him the what stomps, and then hits him hits him with a stunner. And that's the end of the match. And that's how the night ends. Sends everybody home happy. Under six minutes. As you said. Under three minutes. Uh, are you changing it now? If it's no, three, I'm asking. Do you think it goes under oh, three oh, minutes? Be, no, it'll be over, over three minutes. It'll be under six, but over okay. three minutes. Send everybody home happy. We pour... I'm going to be home. I'm going to be happy. I mean, I'm drinking water at the moment, but I'm going to be pounding beers while this is happening. I might even spill some more. Night night one, if we get... Now, also, hopefully they play us. Let's get... You know what? I would love also Rollins to have a match and it not be Cody, and then he have a match at night two, and then it's Cody. But (laughs) night one should be fun. We got three championships on the line. We got... Kevin Owens, and we got a surprise from Vince. Who knows what we're going to get. Um, again, obviously, that's the prediction for night one. We're about to get into night two. Uh, but also, aside from that, we, you know, Friday, there's we got a handful of people going to the Hall of Fame. You looking forward, I, I know you don't normally watch them live. You, you look forward to any of the speeches for any of this year's inductees. Vince is inducting Taker, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that because I want to kind of hear like Hear, Vin, hear what Vince has to say about the Undertaker because that's like his loyal soldier, and Undertaker never left. And I'm, I'm really want to see what he has to say about him. And who else is? Um, of course the whole the whole Shad thing. I'm interested to see that. I'm interested to see who's gonna, if they're gonna have any words for him. Interested to see if JTG will end up being there. Um, who do they get, who do they do get to say some words about him? I'm interested in seeing that. And of course Scott Steiner because. Lord have mercy. <laughs> I, I just hope he does math. I, I hope he shows us how to do math, as always. But I, whatever he has to say, I don't care what he says. What he told me his mouth, I'm looking forward to it. So those, that's what I'm looking forward to. I usually don't watch the Hall of Fame all the time, but I usually catch the clip. Is it, is it, with, with all due respect to Booker T's wife, because I did not watch when she was – uh, in there, aside from her, I'm really uh, when, when you know she was part of the roster. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. It's a solid cast. Um, Shad going in, that's going to be great. Uh, obviously, I, I assume JTG's got to be there. 
Uh, I know he's under contract with MWA, but you know, we've seen Nick as champion there for Mickey. Um, Steiner brothers. I know we got figure reveals today and obviously it's too soon, but don't make me wait 12 months. Uh, I only need one Rick Steiner figure, but there's like three minimum Scots we need. And we, we'll probably get on that later. Uh, I look forward to seeing Vader going in. I'm assuming um, Foley inducts him and his son receives it for him. Um, and then I think that's it. But Taker, Taker should be should be really, really good. Uh, I look forward to his acceptance speech, which I anticipate to be really special as well. So... Jam-packed weekend. We got all that stuff going on. There's the Ring of Honor. There's a Ring of Honor show, which is going to be Tony Khan's first product uh, for Ring of Honor. Um, and then night one, night two coming in, hot. But less matches announced at the moment. We're going to start it off with one of the most uh, recently advertised matches, the returning Bobby Lash versus Omos. I- I'm-, I'm curious about this match because – Omos, he, has, he hasn't been a singles for really long. So, um, and Bobby Lashley seems like a he's, a... he's a good opponent for him. But I'm yeah. trying to figure out. But like I said, like that whole build for Omos hasn't been that long. And for any, if anybody needed to be Rollins' opponent for WrestleMania, it should be Lashley. Because Lash, um, Rollins, Rollins supposedly is the one who knocked him out of the chamber match and gave him that concussion. True, but, true, true, true. But... I'm torn because it's kind of hard for me to see Lashley being world champion, but then losing to Omos. But this is WWE, so you know I'm gonna go with Omos. I oh, think Lashley's gonna get put. Lashley's gonna put up a, a good showing, but I'm gonna go with Omos. Um, I'm going with Lashley for so many reasons. It's it's the typical, typical, typical WWE booking of a big man. They got him out there in handicap matches over and over and over, and he's squashing tag teams. Um, the Viking Raiders got demolished. These guys that should have been just contending for the Raw tag titles got chewed up and spit out. Um, Apollo Cruz, who was just United States and Intercontinental Champion, is not getting sm- smashed on his own. He's got Aziz Ansari or whoever his... <laughs> Aziz Ansari. Uh, Whatever the terrible name they gave his muscle, they're both getting crushed by Omos. So, um, but all these giants, them up just for somebody to knock them down. Bobby Lashley, yes, as WWE champion, was getting cheered. People were appreciating him. But he got a baby face pop on Monday. Also, I hate to admit it, but they actually gave us a solid roll on uh, Monday. I probably watched it over an hour and a half, not my typical 31 minutes. Um, Bobby's reaction coming back, it, it was real, yeah, real baby face, especially with no MVP there, which was a little odd, but I guess that may be part of a, a package of if he's going to be just a baby face. I don't know what's going on, but I, I see MVP going. I'm sorry. Bobby Lashley goes over. Lashley beats him us, gives him his first loss. He's going to be, you know, he Monday they're, they're saying he's the first person to knock him off his feet. Just kind of making me question when they actually lost the, the tag titles. Did he like never go off his feet? I don't recall that. But again, I was fast forwarding pretty much all those tag <laughs> matches while him and AJ were the champion. So, all right, night two, we're already starting off different. Now let's go to another match I'm hot and ready for. A Town. Don't really care about them. 
Austin Theory challenging Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee has posted all these great hype videos. <laughs> He's great. On Instagram. Love him. Unfortunately, Pat McAfee's going to show out my prediction. Austin Theory gets the win. Yeah, Austin Theory has to win. Which is unfortunate. However, this low key, this could be match of the night. <laughs> I think it's going to be fun. Pat McAfee did not, I mean, him and Adam Cole had a banger, so I know he's going to deliver. Um, I know a lot of people are high on Austin Theory's in-ring work, so hopefully he does what everyone touts about him, and maybe he wins me over a little more. I know it's not going to win me over a little more. Some jackass, Johnny Knoxville <laughs> challenging former international champion, Sami Zayn. Um, don't know, don't care. Oh, wait, it's Hollywood. You got it. Johnny Knoxville is going to beat former three-time Intercontinental Champion Sami Zayn. I agree. I have no interest in it, but I think it'll be a fun ride. Now, uh, speaking of, just to, you know, we started this off me pandering to the championships in the background. We got the Intercontinental Championship being defended in a three-way on SmackDown. WrestleMania edition of SmackDown. Ricochet versus the Lover Brothers. (laughs) <laughs> the Lover Brothers. I'm assuming Ricochet is going to... Yes. I'm going to assume Ricochet retains. Yes. And then the new United States champion, Finn Balor, who has lost two matches since winning the title, is in Friday night's Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yep. Any thoughts? Nope. I told you. I don't take this stuff seriously anymore. <laughs> oh, I, I know you don't. I know you don't. I have no thoughts. I don't know if you Oh, for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Who's who's hot right now? I don't know who's in it. I want I want Balor to win because he's champion, but my guess is Damian Priest wins. I can buy that. Well, I like when you're buying what I'm selling. So you sell me on this. We got the women's tag team championship. Oh, I can't sell this. Except, except they're all hot. That's it. Well, night two, believe you're going to be with me. Yeah, you're right. I, mm, all right. <laughs> well, and Queen Zelina defending. I'm sorry, they're dropping the titles. To yep. who? Naomi and Sasha? <laughs> to Liv and Rhea? To Natalia and Shayna Baszler? I, I hate the fact that they just keep putting all these random teams together, especially like Natty. She seems, she seems like she has a partner every three Don't months. Don't forget, WWE hates tag team wrestling. Yeah, and then like... Like, I, I got to admit, I love Rhea and live together. Like, that looks good. I, I do, too, because I want to eat both of them, but... <laughs> it looks good, but I do... But Carmella and Zila are dropping the titles. Also, Carmella's getting married, I think, the week a, the week or so after. So, she'll probably be off okay. TV for a while, but... Uh, my pick's on me, Sasha and Naomi, because this was their spot to begin with, the um. entire, originally. And plus, Sasha is the, the reverse Undertaker. She still hasn't won at WrestleMania. So, I think this will be her first win. So, Sasha and Naomi to win the tag titles. I'm going with that prediction as well. Um, I'm correct. So, Naomi, I don't know what she's done the past couple of WrestleManias, with all due respect to her, but I did just rewatch Mania 34, where she won the first Women's Battle Royal. So, hopefully, she gets that mojo going. This will be her first I she Women's won Tag Title. She won that. So, as long as the titles change, we got Sasha, a former... Women's tag champion. Uh, Liv and Rhea. Rhea's held the belt with 
Nikki, Ash, whatever she is these days. And Natalia hasn't won the tag title, but Shane has won it. She with, has. You're, you're, Natalia won it? Yeah, remember she was with, with Tamina. Oh, forgetful.com. All right, never mind. So now I was just getting at it to just say Shayna, who was former uh, former tag champion with your recent OnlyFans subscription. <laughs> Reddit. Is that even the site that she's using? I'm not sure. Uh, I figured you would be. Reddit. Never mind, but you know it's already on Reddit. <laughs> All right, let's get our minds out the gutter and back to some predictions. We got, looks like only two more matches. The Raw Tag Team Championships, which have been headlining Monday Night Raw for the better part of 2022. RK Bro defending it against the Street Profits and the Alpha Academy in a triple threat match. You go first. I actually think the Street Profits are going to win here. and I think you get Orton turn on Riddle the night after. Okay. Because 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 uh, my dream scenario is Riddle turn on or, turn on Orton, as I've said on the show a couple months ago. Because it's different, and Randy Orton like you can kind of buy like Riddle changed Randy. Like Randy said said a couple weeks ago on Raw, like this is my friend and I don't have friends or whatever. Because he's kind of like softened them up a bit. So I would love for Riddle to be the one to turn on Randy, but I don't think that'll be the case. But I do think the Street Profits wins, and you get Randy and Riddle moving forward. All right, so at the moment, all right, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go with, we need something special. Your dream scenario is my prediction. I think Street Profits go over, and I think Riddle turns on Orton for one of the big pops for night two. Keep in mind, as of right now, I believe we're, we are, that's our fifth prediction for night two. We got one more match, six matches, where we're looking at about nine matches or eight matches and a segment for night one which is even making me more think we don't see cody till night two but tag titles it looks like they're changing all over the place now speaking of titles changing winner take all wwe champion brock lesnar who returned to raw which actually we predicted on the show recently to give raw a nice little rub this week he's challenging the universal champion from smackdown Roman Reigns, the longest reigning universal champion of any time. I'm making my prediction. Roman Reigns obviously has to win. He's gonna he's gonna smash Brock Lesnar, Halls, and he's gonna stack up the two belts. <laughs> he's literally done everything that he can do in WWE over the past decade, except beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. It's a foregone conclusion. Your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. It's it's got to be Roman here. I, Brock, we got a lot out of Brock. We got a lot more out of Brock than I thought we ever would. And like I said, Brock Lesnar, as of right now, he's my my superstar of the year. But I'm sure he'll be he'll fade away for a little bit after this. But he's been excellent. I thought what he did on uh, what was it SmackDown when they couldn't touch, and he went into Roman's locker room and he destroyed it, which was great. He, like he set he plopped the he propped on the couch. And just like slammed his like real, real, real hard on the coffee table, broke the coffee table. Uh, I, I enjoyed destroying his whole locker room. I enjoyed that entire segment, and the way he handled the wet chance on Raw was amazing. I thought a lot of fun. Uh, Brock's been great. He, Cowboy Brock's been great. I'm sad it might be coming to an end, but Roman is the, definitely the right choice here. Continue that historic title reign, 
And like you said, doing the one thing that he hasn't done, that's beat Rome, um, Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. So I'm going to go with Roman Reigns. Yeah, it's um, Brock definitely has delivered. He's done his part this year. Uh, we've really seen him over the past couple months. Obviously, we haven't got a plethora of matches, but we've gotten more appearances over a three-month span from him than we've gotten over the past 10 years from him. So definitely can appreciate that. Um, him cutting the crowd off the what champ, what champion 20 plus years old. And he's the only person to ever demand them to stop. And the crowd, literally <laughs> over 14,000 people scared for their life, all just clammed up. Um, gotta love it. I really look forward to the match. I'm sure it delivers. And I do look forward to seeing what they do with, obviously, as a belt mark. Looking forward to what happens as this unification is going to take place for the two titles. Obviously, the best case scenario, my hopes and dreams, we got the resurrection of the Undisputed Championship, which <laughs> I believe there's only been one time where we've ever had a belt design resurrected outside of a gimmick belt. But um, that is our prediction for night one and night two of WrestleMania. Any other Mania thoughts for you? Um, no, I'm not 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 that excited, but, the sh- but I do think the show will actually be really good because... Like I don't, I can care less about Charlotte and Ronda, but I think the matches will be good. Bianca and Becky, that'll be good. Uh, we talked about Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. It'll be entertaining. Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory will be entertaining. So I have no doubt I'll be entertained, but my my excitement level for this year's Mania is kind of low. Mine's definitely low. I I really think all the matches. It seems like all the matches are gonna deliver. Um, unfortunate. I hate to say because I love tag team wrestling. I'm not, I'm not looking forward to watching any of these tag matches because essentially what we're going to see in, for the Raw tag titles, I've seen on Raw for weeks, and I usually fast-forward through it. Um, SmackDown 1, I kind of watch because I appreciate the Usos, but nothing on the line except respect for E, for um, Sheamus' cronies, versus, or Sheamus and company versus the New Day. The women's tag title, you know, pour up a beer on that one. But... um Again, I'm sure a lot of these matches are going to deliver. Hopefully we get some 24-action comedy on here because that's something I can at least appreciate. But outside of that, we did have a few questions roll in from Prep. Uh, one being, and you know, I'll, I'll let you run with this first because I don't anticipate you have too much thoughts on it, but if you can fantasy book your dream scenario for what to happen with the new ring of honor brand what what would you expect he does think there's you know a lot of heavy wrestling now with having two nights of aew wwe having so much product he asked the question can roh succeed well, with it, a rebrand uh well is it really a, do you deem a rebrand and a relaunch the same thing uh, great question. I'm guessing by rebrand, he just means because it's under new new ownership. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I was gonna say it's more of a relaunch to me, but most importantly, most most importantly, it has to look like it's not on VHS. That, that, that that's that's number one. Um, but do I think that it could succeed? It depends what you define as success. Because just because rate, the ratings aren't the best doesn't mean that it's not a good show. And essentially, yeah. this is the rumor has been like this is going to be like their NXT. Or like their SmackDown, what's or SmackDown we can say. And if you want to use that, use it, use it in that fashion because you already have ROH guys or guys that's been affiliated with Ring of Honor in the in, the, in AEW. 
I think it can be successful. Now, if you're talking about if you're talking about as this, in in this bubble that we have that we're in and that we're in as wrestling fans, of course it's going to succeed because it was already Ring of Honor was already succeeding until um, the Bucks, Kenny, and Cody left. But I do think it can succeed. But I don't. It's not going to succeed on a, on a WWE level. If you talk about as far as being entertained, getting good matches and good storylines and titles feeling important, of course, of course, it'll succeed. So I have no doubt that. It'll succeed from those aspects, but just don't expect. We don't. I don't think anybody, any of us, expect it to be like a big ratings draw. I hear you. I, I anticipate it to succeed because one. All right, I'll pose a question to you before I, I explain. It's a simple yes or no. Would you say AEW is a success? It depends as far as a tele. As far as for. Okay, so I'm going to flip this for you. As far as a wrestling fan or as, like, overall as a company? I'll say overall. Okay, so for what they're trying to do, I would say yes, because they're not trying to be WWE. And this is what a lot of the, uh, like, Eric Bischoff is, like, always talking about AEW and Tony Khan. And he always says that, what God, what was it that he said recently? About it, how it was basically talking about the difference between AWW WWE, and uh, oftentimes he talks about how Tony Khan kind of like puts it. Like Tony, this is one thing he always talks about. Eric Bischoff said AEW and WWE aren't in competition because he because what Eric Bischoff actually was was in competition with WWE. They're on opposite nights, and Eric Bischoff was like, "That's not competition. You're another. You're just another company out there." You're a competitor, but you're not real head-to-head competition with anybody. He was head-to-head competition. So if you want to actually be competition, you go head-to-head because that's that's how you affect them. Being on separate nights, I don't really think that they're um, competition. But that, but that's people just like that idea of competition. But do I think AEW succeeded as a company? Yeah, because they're given Tony Khan was Tony Khan was giving wrestling fans what they want, and they're not insulting their intelligence. They're putting on great. Sh- they're putting on good shows. It's not for everybody, but they are putting on entertaining shows. Of course, everything's not going to hit, but every, but they are succeeding in what they're trying to do. They're not trying to be WWE, and that's the most important thing. But sure. as far, but as a viewer, I don't I don't see anybody that's I don't see like all the diehard fans of AEW complaining like like WWE fans would. Now, AEW isn't for everybody, but the ones that they are for, I don't hear the complaining that I would get out of WWE fans. And WWE is more than just wrestling. AEW is kind of they're kind they're kind of sticking to they're not they're not into the whole sports entertainment aspect yet, but they're 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 staying in their bubble. I'll put it that way, and they're not teasing your intelligence. You know who's dating who. They're not scared to. They're not scared to um, acknowledge who's dated who. They're not scared to acknowledge past history in different companies. And also another thing about Ring of Honor thing, it, it, the nostalgic moments of it. For example, we just had CM Punk and his Ring of Honor gear and music at the recent pay per view. You could send CM Punk down to Ring of Honor, and everybody would just mark the hell out, even though it's just the guy who owns one company sending his guy to his other other company. Or whatever. It's just about the moment. So I do think they're succeeding. Yeah. I do. I do think and they're succeeding. So, so with that answer, because I agree with pretty much everything you're saying. And again, from 
the spawn of AEW, you know, whether it be Jericho or Mr. Cody Rhodes or the Bucks or Tony, they all said it's an alternative. They didn't want to be in competition. So Bischoff many years ago went in competition and said that because he was going head to head with them. They want to be an alternative. That's why they went on the same night that their developmental show was there. And they did such a good job. They put the WWE move their developmental show to a different night and completely rebrand and redesigned it. With all that being said, Tony Khan has already made a success with AEW. He already loves and appreciates Ring of Honor for his history. He has a history of success. He doesn't have the world's greatest football team, uh, but he has an NFL football team. He has a pro soccer team. I don't think he's putting his name on anything without getting some type of success. Um, and my, I think obviously to me, because I wasn't always a Ring of Honor fan, I wasn't always viewing it, I would say 2018 is the peak, maybe late 2017. 2017, 2018 is the peak for Ring of Honor. If they can get to that level and or beat it, I think they're a success. I think if they start running five to 10,000 seat venues, they're a success. I think if they have people talking about it and paying attention, they're a success. I think if we start seeing their Ring of Honor pure champion, their tag champions, their world champion, their women's champion, television champions, six-man champions, and so forth, showing up on Dynamite and Rampage and making those titles somewhat relevant, I think the the company will be a success. We have some of these titles being defended this weekend. This is not a Supercard of Honor um, preview show. I'm just going to give my thoughts on – I love – Tony Khan's going to make some something special happen. I don't know if I'm going to be viewing it. I, I'm definitely going to catch some type of recap. I do look forward to FTR versus the Briscoes, and I'm hoping FTR wins because I would love to see them showing up for an AEW like Kenny with all this hardware, the AAA tag titles and the Ring of Honor tag titles while they're trying to get back in line for the AEW tag belt. So I do anticipate it to be a success. And basically, like your thoughts, if it's going to be like an NXT or like a SmackDown for AEW, I believe the company will be a success. So, um, it, you know, if we get some people from AEW cycling through there, they get a good product. Tony somehow can uh, lock them in or, or a TV deal. I, I anticipate good stuff, and I look forward to seeing what we get from Ring of Honor over the next year. So outside of that one from Prep, uh, one other thing wanted to get his thoughts on. What? When it comes to sneakers, all time, wrestling history, who has the best shoe game in wrestling history? I'm going to let you go first. I'm different, so I don't give a damn about everybody. Like, at this point, anybody could buy anything nowadays. So, for me, my answer might shock you, but I'm going to go with Big Kev. Okay. Cause he's he's always and I, I'm a simple guy. Uh, he he always wore the the shoes that I deemed the essentials. Okay. And um, he always had it. So it's, so if it wasn't for him, it would have been Shane. But then okay. when but then when block, sneaker blogs came, Shane went over the top with it. But Shane was always known for wearing Jordans in his matches. So, but I'm going with Big Kev because Kev wore them all the time. I'm going with Shane because you saw Shane in recent years wear them in all segments. And then be smart where you're going to wear a Jordan 1 or a casual, but, you know, you might fly fly from the turnbuckle to the announce table in fragment ones. But when it's time to lace up and have a match, he's wearing modern technology, the newest Jordan. 
But if we do go back 15, 20 years ago, he is competing in Jordan threes or, you know, SC trainers. Mm -hmm. So all time, I got to give it to Shane because you always saw him in them and he competed in them. I think it's, it's a landslide. And when any wrestler tries to say they have a better shoe game than Shane, it's always been comedy to me. <laughs> so at this time, and most importantly, I got to turn the reins over to you. Before we get into fig reveals, we, I believe briefly, uh, I don't even know if we got into it last week, but no, we did it. The announcement late last week, Paul Levesque officially retires from in-ring competition. Got that beautiful 01 Triple H t-shirt on. Or no, 2 I'm sorry. No, yes. From his return. I guess his last babyface t-shirt, to be technical. Um, no. Is that the one, that, the one that he's wearing when, um, Sean in the, yes. in the garage? Yes. Then what would be his last babyface shirt after that? Well, he, 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 he was a face like an 06 when he when Diaz right, came I'm, back, I'm sorry. I, I guess I meant in '02. Yeah, yeah. It was his last one before he turns. Yeah, it but was. Great shirt, great moment. Thank you. The fig reveals. I wish we got Sean from that era today. But let's continue to pay homage to Paul Levesque. Yeah. So like, I didn't ex- like I never expected him to wrestle again. After I heard about that whole thing last year, and then you know, as as I've told you for years. Once he cut his hair, he was gone. Triple H was dead to me. <laughs> it, it was Paul Levesque. And that was, I told you that the second he cut his hair, uh, eight, nine years ago, whenever it was. But, like, of course, like, and like, you know me, like, I'm like, okay, you're, you're done. Like, it's not the same, especially after that whole debacle with, uh, Taker and Kane at Saudi a couple of years ago. So it was over. But definitely a, a sad thing to officially be over. But, yeah, so you, of course you know everybody goes on the rabbit hole of memories of Triple H, and um, you sent me the uh, the um, the reel of Jr. Um, <laughs> when he when he was good, but uh, Jr. when he was good, oh, and how much come he on, Richie Lloyd, and, and how much he hated Triple H. For, first thing off, like I, I will all, it's so small, but I will always love when Jr. would just call him Helmsley. I don't know why, but he would just call him Helmsley. I always love it. But you sent me the reel of him, reel of Saint showing him like, Trevor, you son of a bitch! God damn it! You God damn you! Damn it! Jr. was so great at that. Jr. was so great at that. But yeah, so for for me, like Triple H, like everybody was an Austin guy. Everybody was a rock guy. I was different. I was like, who's this guy? You know, he had he always had like the best music or whatever. He's he always had like this cool look to him. It's like I I, I like him over Rock and Austin. And when you look at Triple H, you think about like all the moments in the matches, and I, I'm not sure which way is more because all the matches were great. The moments were great, like the match with the Rocket at SummerSlam for the with the IC title. Uh, I, I thought I thought for Swift Pauls. I thought for this segment alone, we had a you know phone a friend and get Joe laugh here just to have him pay his tribute. Yeah, I don't know if he would just paid homage at all. I I, I don't even know if he would. But, Remember how much he would have crapped on all his matches? Oh, yeah, but it, yeah, of course he would. He like, well, 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 he's in there with Shawn Michaels and Chris Benoit. And all. I'm like, oh, God, can this guy get any type of credit? But like, you think about the moments in the matches, and I'm not sure which one outweighs which because they're all great. He's definitely the 
he's definitely one of the guys that can actually do both. It was excellent at both. You think about the, like the whole Daniel Bryan stuff, like the match at WrestleMania 30 is definitely a top opener in WrestleMania history. I talked about his the, his feud with The Rock, especially with them coming in at the same time, and they climb they, they all they both climb the ladder together and get to the top of the card. The stuff with Foley because people keep talking about who's his biggest uh, rival, and to me, it's between Foley and The Rock, and I kind of would side to The Rock because they were they came in at the same time and they were trying to up each other all the time. But if you told me Foley, I'm not going to argue with you because those Foley moments are great. The the night after SummerSlam '97 when Foley debuted Cactus Jack, when he brought back Cactus Jack in 2000, all all great moments. Even the match the month prior '97 at Canadian Stampede. It, it was a. It, I think it ended. It ended in a countout, but it was like a brawl throughout the entire show. Def, I, I recommend watching that, by the way. And like the moments itself, like I, I would, I would hope that anytime you think you you hear like Triple H forming his DX, that pro, I will always think that you think of me. And like whenever I get married, that that's how I'm telling my wedding party, you're my wedding. <laughs> I, I, I love that. I think, hey, you know been obsessed with that promo and you're the only person i've ever met in my life that i know adores it as oh much. yeah it, it's it's so good it, it's so good you know he's looking to your blood you know it's it's so good and the fact is like i never knew he did that until you guys showed me years ago i never knew he slapped yep. his arm like that the, um the debut of evolution promo amazing because it it was like wow like this is really like this makes sense it's like a, a lineage of a legacy and a lineage of of um evolution of the business and just ju- ju- just uh, so many moments so many memories like i can go on and on about matches i just, I just said my favorite triple h match of all time is still him versus the rocket backlash 2000 it might not be a high regarded match but if you ever watched that match just watch the entrances for both you, of them. you have you have many 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 times on this show Express your love for the pageantry of that match. Yeah. The chaos, the shenanigans. Yeah, but it's not even that. Just watch the entrance. Both entrances. Because there's a part when Rock comes out, you can't even hear Lillian announcing Rocky. And there's a part where Rock gets to the top turnbuckle, he does his pose, and he just turns his neck and stares down Triple H. And they have like this stare down because Triple H is on the outside of the ring. Just the face off. The camera work, perfect. Just watch that, and you'll be like, oh, okay, this is fucking great. That was amazing. Um, the matches with Shawn Michaels. His best match with Shawn Michaels, you might think it's the old 2 match, but they have a match on Raw. At the It's the last Raw of 2003. It's in San Antonio, and it's a dusty finish. And it's on Raw, and Michaels supposedly won the title, but it was a dusty finish. So Triple H... No, it was no winner, and they, that followed up to their last man standing match at the Rumble in 04. But any match well, with any match with those two, know, fantastic. I, I, you know, we, again, this segment we're paying homage to one of the all-time greats, and it's it is very fitting. And I'm sad that you know I'm sad for somebody like Triple H that couldn't have the ideal retirement match because you know how much he loves and appreciates the business. He wanted to go out on his back doing the favors for somebody granted I, I mean did we even get a finish him and Orton in that um Thunderdome match I don't even remember so his last match being a Thunderdome match 
which I actually, you know what? I don't think so. I think The Fiend shows up. Maybe. You might be right. I could be wrong. But either way, a Thunderdome match with nobody in the crowd and a street fight, him in jeans and a t-shirt, I believe is the way he performs the match. Um, it, it's not the right way for him to go out, but it truly is 10 years later, the actual and the Venera. Undertaker going into the Hall of Fame one week after one week to the day after Triple H announces his in-ring retirement where WrestleMania 28, we have the end of the era held the cell match with them. Um, in that, with that being said, a great match. I, I know a lot of people adore that match. Some people will say it's their favorite match of all time. Their favorite triple H, their favorite WrestleMania match. I was jotting down a few matches. Some of these you may have mentioned already, but, um, some of my favorite, uh, matches for, for triple H, Four quick ones that came to my mind. This one always, just because it was one of my first pay-per-views I remember watching start to finish, which would be SummerSlam 98. I remember watching that at my cousin's house. And the, the purple gear, the yellow ladder, the purple IC title, Triple H beating The Rock for the IC title. Um, we were just talking about him versus Taker at WrestleMania. Him versus Taker at WrestleMania 27. The WrestleMania, the first pay-per-view I watched when I started re-watching wrestling over a decade ago. That match to me was awesome. I still thought that day that he should have ended the streak. Um, the two-man power trip tag title match when he <laughs> tears his quad. Oh, with Benoit? Benoit and Excellent Chris, match. And Chris Jericho winning the world tag titles. An amazing match. We talked about this match a few times recently on the show in, in uh, pre-shows, and you showed some admiration to it, but I always forget how good it is. So thank you to you. I've actually just recently rewatched it. In this match, again, another Intercontinental Championship match. Kane versus... In the chain match. Triple H in the chain match. Um, man, was, was Triple H sells like a gem in this match. <laughs> Those are four matches that I wrote or this and i easily would think that taker match or that ladder match would be my favorite but as the show was going on i hate myself how do i forget SummerSlam 2000 him versus cactus jack one of my all you mean the rumble the rumble i okay. apologize R royal rumble 2000 the main event the street fight cactus jack one of my all-time favorite matches maybe one of my top 10 favorite matches oh yeah definitely definitely top 10 There's my, what am I, yeah. that i've watched more than ever when I got back into wrestling, and if there was a feel-good match, I wanted to feel like a kid, or if I wanted to drink too much, boom, I'm watching that. Um, but you fast forward just a month later. Cactus Jack versus Triple H in Hell in a Cell. Another great one. Then you bring up O2, him versus Sean. Yes, the street fight, the unsanctioned match. Awesome. Um, him versus Kevin Nash. Maybe a guilty pleasure match. Really? I believe in Armageddon. Love that match. The sledgehammer match? Like, no, which which O uh, three you talking about? In my opinion, are you talking about O three? Who finishes? I think I think he might even be. It might because he had the purple trunks then. Oh, okay. That, that was Judgment Day O three. There's there's the DQ. That that, Nash, that was a DQ. Nash pushes uh, Flair and Hunter and then power bombs them through the table. Um. Oh. The first ever elimination chamber, the best elimination chamber, the second elimination chamber. <laughs> uh, two, a couple great matches right there. Also, another weird, quirky one because you brought up him versus Sean or around the brawl. 
I'm actually I'm going to rattle off two. This is the second one that came to my mind. Him versus Bubba Ray Dudley for the World Heavyweight Championship. That was a thing? That was a thing. Also, him versus Rob Van Dam for the world title. Unforgiven? Or the Raw? No, Raw. That, that was good. Bischoff, Bischoff comes out, extends the match, turns it to a no DQ. Do you know how Triple H wins? I forget. I popped you on the show before about this, too. He beats RVD on the stage with a DDT. <laughs> we're talking about Triple H, but you're listening and you're hearing a DDT. You thought we are talking about Jake, but no. Also, again, Triple H, you know, with uh, Taker going in, Triple H probably goes down outside of Taker as the greatest um, – WWE career of all time and it's the most winning you got the European title over your shoulder right there he was the third person to ever hold it um, the guy's won more belts than almost anybody ever uh, it's, if you go strictly WWE he wins it by a landslide so we're always talking about figs on the show some of the greatest figs one of the greatest champions one of the, the, one of the best fashion statements Leather on denim. I, you know, <laughs> when you were that promo, I was, all, I was just immediately thinking about, I'm like, does Aaron have a leather coat? Is this I do. I do. Okay. You, I never wore it around you. I, when I was a Richie, I wore it. I do have a I leather jacket. your cousin jacket. Corey in a leather jacket. So I, I should have known you had. I've never Ooh. seen Corey wear the, leather, wear the leather jacket. Polo, of course. Uh, mine is not that. But, um... Oh, oh, what, what was this? Well, Homage didn't have a polo on, so I didn't expect <laughs> him to. He used to wear polo. He had a pink polo on back in the day. Evolution. No, not no. Like early '97, when when him and Sean first started DX, he he is wearing a, a, a pink polo. Well, but, his leather wasn't polo, or at least it wasn't this style that, that your cousin had on. Yeah, but but th- this is what I want to talk to you about because, as you said, which really did pop me, how you want to. Uh, you want to sign eight by ten, but of me up of a picture of me with Triple H, and you want both of us to sign it. So I was like, you know what? When, when, when if I if the opportunity arises, I'll bend over and pay the rate it'll cost for for one of those meet and greets for WWE. But this was my I would love that. This was my dilemma. What belt do you hold synonymous with Triple H? Because I love this because I love this he held question. the Big Eagle. Four times, I'm count. I'm counting his undisputed reign, and he held the 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 big gold five times, and he was the first person to hold it with the WWE logo on it. And then I'm not counting the spinner belt because I'm not buying that because basically I'm saying like I would. Well, time out. How many times did he hold the spinner belt? I think. Hmm. Because if you're saying big gold five, four. Now, oh, big gold five. Big gold five. Now time out. Are you counting? The, the undisputed reign in that yeah I, I was yeah I counted the big because he held the big eagle three times without the undisputed but when he won okay. the undisputed he held he technically held it so that's nine time. On this, so he must have held the spinner three times because three. he's a 14 time champion he's held the network logo once undisputed once mm-hmm. so it's gotta be three times with the spinner yeah which now again I wasn't watching at that time, but the pictures of him holding the spinners always has made my stomach turn. Yes, hurt. yes, it's it's gross, and it's him wearing it. No, it's 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 gross. But yeah, I'm trying to think like, what belt would you hold synonymous with Triple H? 
Because like I said, he's the first one to hold the WWE big gold. And it has he's the first one to hold it with the logo. And he and, and for the majority of let me see, for about a three year run, he's the the main one holding that belt from O two to O five before Batista okay. takes it to SmackDown. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna answer it and I'm gonna piggyback with an extra strong answer. I love this question for so many reasons. If you're listening to this, you've got to be sick of my love for these championships. But quite often I'm thinking about which wrestlers, uh, and I'll just rattle off, like, uh, what is it? I think probably there may be someone else, but I think it's Hogan, Rock, and Hunter that have held the most different designs of WWE, WWF title. And I'm always wondering, who, you know, what belt do you put with which is uh, with each guy? Taker might be up there too. I think he's like at four. I think most guys are at four. Well, the reason I'm asking because Triple H is all his three reigns with the big with the Big Eagle consisted from late '99 from SummerSlam, well, night after SummerSlam until 2000. And he doesn't win it again until 2002. My my answer is the Big Gold. Okay. Now that's what I would go with. As well, friend of the show Donovan even brings up to me. He says he's like, "Oh, you see, Aaron went nuts with, with all the all the stuff from the uh, madness story." I was like, "No, no, no! If you saw anything up there, he did repost like a handful of videos and posts that we've done. But if you see anyone ever spam our Instagram with belts, <laughs> it's coming from me." <laughs> and I actually have thought. I think I always would say Big Eagle with a question mark, but that's probably my like childhood like speaking after looking at those pictures thinking of certain matches without a doubt the championship most synonymous with triple h is the big gold not only that triple h is in my opinion from 02 to 2014 while the big gold was around for 12 years for WWE. You can even include 01 with the WCW title. Triple H did that belt more justice than oh, anyone oh, else. Oh, hands down. Oh, hands down. And, and reliving that, thinking about his retirement, seeing all those pictures, I was like, wow. You know, I question, I, I would almost, I do want to know, like, uh, you know, this is a question I'm going to ask again on the show another day or in a special episode, but who would your Mount Rushmore of the Big Gold be from 02 to 14? Oh. Or 01? Are you, you asking me this now? Yes. Okay, it's Triple H. Because I kind of want to follow up with this because I was going to say the next person is Edge. Okay. Because with the whole, especially with the whole Tony Chimmel stuff. Okay. But, but Edge, I think Edge held Edge might have held that belt the most. Out of, I think he held it more time than Triple H did. So Triple H, Edge, Batista, and, huh. A fourth guy, because those are the guys now, that really. Now a lot of these, a lot of this era, majority of it, I wasn't a fan. So I really think you probably have the best list. Do you put Taker there? Because let me see, he won it. It surprises me, but I think he. I think according to Wikipedia, he held it three times. Okay, yeah, I was about to say I was. I was going to say two, but it might be three. So he did hold it three times, huh? Because the first time he dropped it because he got he was hurt, so he dropped it to Edge. Okay. So- so he, oh, all right. So it wasn't forfeited. No, he dropped no because it was he defended it in a cage and then Henry Mark Henry attacked him and Edge cashed the money in the bank. 
And so, then he dropped it. In, did he drop it in the chamber? Was that? I believe so. Be, yes, because. Is that Jericho? Yes, because Shawn Michaels wanted his rematch at WrestleMania 26. So, okay. yes. So, in, in WWE, in that, it might be Taker because the next person I was going to say, only other person really that held it like that to any meaning was CM Punk, but his reigns are mediocre. So, yeah. if anything, I'd, I'd probably say The Undertaker is, is the fourth. So, it is that in that particular order. Okay. So, Hunter, Edge, Edge. Batista. You put Batista over Orin. Orton only held that vert, that belt one time. Well, actually, in that uh, at 02 to 05. 02 to 05, one time. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I, I'm overall, saying overall, like Overall, like three or four. Well, again, so I'm, I'm saying when I said Mount Rushmore, I meant of, I guess, 01 to 14. Okay, so full I'll, range. I'll take, if, if, if that's the case, I'll take. Uh, Orton over Batista. No, I'm not taking Orton over Batista. I'll take Orton over The Undertaker. Okay, so you were going... Triple H, Edge, Batista, Orton. All right, three guys from Evolution and Orton. Okay, strong list. There's going to be another segment coming up in a a few weeks where where we dive more into that topic, but I I love that. Uh, Well, we're done paying homage to the big gold. What else do you got for Paul? Your (laughs) goat, your favorite of all time. I, I I think that's about it. Of course, everybody sit there and say, well, he buries everybody or whatever, but who hasn't buried anybody in wrestling? And as always, nobody wants to put out, put out the good because I talked about this throughout the years on the show about the good he did for Jeff Hardy. Because I remember watching probably it. Probably matches we forgot to mention. Yeah. Like, because I, I, like, I remember watching that. Like, Jeff Hardy's in the world. T- Jeff Hardy's challenging Triple H. I know he beat him that one time in 01 for the IC title, but I'm like, triple Jeff Hardy, and then like him putting Jeff Hardy over all those times. It was actually really good. Put over Shelton Benjamin, put Shelton Benjamin on the map. And I've always said, um, I've always given people CM Punk and Booker T. I've always given them that. But the Booker T, I'll put an asterisk next to it because Vince never put Booker T over any of his guys. But I'll give you those two. And I'm not really going to debate you about it, except for that whole Vince thing with Booker. And um, that's about it. Cause like I said, he the moments are there. He's probably one of the he's probably one of the top five heels of all time in wrestling. Le- the legit cerebral assassin. He could do both. Mm-hmm. And he's had a hell of a career. And we're gonna leave. And I'm glad I can relive it all on the cock. I might go on a. I got uh, I got a wedding Saturday, but maybe this weekend I'll uh, throw in some of my favorites. I'm definitely watching Backlash 2000. Another match everybody should watch is him versus Jericho at Fully Loaded 2000. The last man standing match. That's an excellent match. And it's Mania, so maybe I'll throw on him versus D-Bry. Excellent match. Oh, and don't forget, the stuff that he did with the Shield right after WrestleMania 30 for those two months, those matches were so fun. Yeah, that that would be some good stuff to watch. Too. Yeah, and then also something that's underrated because it happened in this era of we have too much going on is Roll his feud with Rollins because oh for sure because the promo he had with Rollins during that contract signing unbelievable for sure I'm so trying to rattle my brain I'm sure there's you know the cool thing about that there's going to be one of those we're going to be done recording and. 
we're going to be thinking about matches that we didn't mention. And there's going to be people listening to this. That's like, how did he not mention this? How did he not mm-hmm. But definitely one of the greats. Um, can't, you know, I, I think the biggest asterisk, in my opinion, for him. Now, again, you know, if you think of a 27-year career, or 23, 27, in WWE, whatever it is, and if we have those, you know, the asterisk is there's those two people he didn't put over. The really only asterisk he has is, unfortunately, who he married. And I think besides that, it is... What a why, moment, though. ...why he wasn't so appreciated. But, yes, kayfabe, the, the late 90s forced marriage to what it became, to what it is, you know. And happy for him because he, he had definitely made the place much better if he wasn't there. I'm sure I wouldn't, I, you know, the, the product seems extremely stale to me more times than it isn't. But what has been enjoyable for over the past decade for me he had a lot to do and then he brought us nxt people forget that oh it changed the game he made nxt nothing he turned an nxt game show that was on wb.com to the biggest thing in wrestling the greatest thing in wrestling for a minute for several years yeah and we you know we're gonna see some of those nxt stars Unfortunately, a lot of them are not signed that he had something to do with. Uh, but a lot of them are going to be on Mania or Night 1 and Night 2. But a lot of them are give us great entertainment every Wednesday night on Dynamite <laughs> four times a year and special pay-per-views. Any final thoughts? That's about it. So this week, when you have time, obviously enjoy Night 1 and Night 2 of WrestleMania if you're listening to this. Try to catch the Hall of Fame. But when you have some time, Pay homage to Paul Levesque. Watch one of your favorite matches of him. Because it's time to play the game. This has been Act 2Fly, my best friend, Aaron Lloyd. We will be back next week. Alo and Act Connection. <laughs> That's a new one. Hit that damn like button. Subscribe. <laughs> Buy someone on ringside. Use code MN to save 10%. Tell them I sent you. Right, see you guys next week. Talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they hop on the top rope by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist the Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my ball. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.
talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they hop on the top rope, but the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist the Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my ball. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.